We're rolling. We're welcome, rolling. Welcome back, guys. Yeah, I'm back. It's gonna be the last week of October. The last spooky week. Happy but not the last or, spooky book. Oh, definitely not the last spooky book. <laughs> but yeah, the last last week of October. October really went by fast. It really it? did. Happy early Halloween. Should be tomorrow when this releases. Yes. In retrospect, it's a lot farther away. Well, not even that much farther. We're only like a week <sighs> or two ahead. Ain't that wild? That's ain't that wild. Yeah. Well, time is wild. I don't understand time. So this <laughs> week, we have The Silent Patient by Alex Nicolaides. It's Greek. Sure. Yeah. I didn't know how... Alex, yeah. Alex. Yeah, I didn't realize this was his first book, ever. Oh, this one's his first book? Yeah. Um, oh. His first novel, The Silent Patient, spent more than a year on the New York Times bestseller list and sold in a record-breaking 50 countries. Oh. And he lives in England. I have his second book already, The Maidens, which I thought that one was oh. his first book. But I guess I was wrong. Very excited for it. Well, I didn't even know he had another book out, so yeah. there we go. <laughs> I'm Mel. I don't know if we... Oh, Do we introduce well, ourselves? I don't know. I'm Ashley. I mean... I guess it's a known <laughs> thing. I don't know. Hi, nice to meet you. I mean, I would hope that you've been listening continuously, if not... It's quite all right, but I uh, guess. I, <laughs> but yeah, if not, is the light turning off? Oh, fun fact: we're back in my garage, Ashley's and we're garage. in the garage. Yeah, Ashley's garage. Y- we're gonna be hopping from Mel's house to my house for a while. It just be like that sometimes. Someday <laughs> in the future, we'll have a a spot where we can have this up all the time, and it'd be so much easier because man. When I tell you we have to figure out how this works each time. I know. Each time we struggle. We like to make it really difficult. I'm sure it's literally a switch, basically, and a button. But we'll say again, we don't know what we're doing, but (laughs) we try our best. We're just two girls. This is just skipping our 100%. (laughs) Yeah. Two girls. We're just girls. (laughs) Just a boy. We're, we're just tamales and, <laughs> and living our best life. Tamales. Just trying uh, to read uh, and chat with each other about the nonsense that these books caused me. This was wild. This book. And I was worried because this book has so much hype. And it everyone does. was talking about the twist at the end. Like, oh, no one saw it coming. And I sure as hell didn't. I can tell you that was. I was just scared. It was just gonna be built up too high for me. The expectations mm-hmm. too high. No, I kind of saw it coming towards the end. Yeah, there was a. But a it was part. already at the end. Yeah. when the ending was yeah, happening. Yeah, there was a part where I I marked it in the book. I didn't write anything on these sticky notes. These are just for my thoughts to bring me back to what I was feeling at that time. But um. Yeah, I like I was telling Mel before we started rolling, I woke my cat up last night screaming <laughs> what? Almost at the top of my lungs. It's a good thing you're home alone. Yeah, I kind of wanted to just throw the book across the room because mm. I, so, I couldn't believe it. And my poor cat Millie was terrified when I started shouting what because I just couldn't believe it. She's just a baby. Yeah, she is just a baby. <laughs> a baby that likes to parkour off of walls these days. And is also two years old, so, you know. And six pounds. And, oh. <laughs> but she's just a baby. She's just a baby. Um, so do you want to read the back 
and then we can give our ratings, our spoil-free yes. review, because I think everyone should read this. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone needs to read this. I think it I think it has a lot of good things and good elements in it. Oh, yeah. First of all, I, I just read this blurb from Entertainment Weekly on the back, and I want to read it because there's a funny word in it. Uh, they said, an unforgettable and Hollywood-bound new thriller, a mix of Hitchcockian suspense, Agatha Christie plotting, and Greek tragedy. What is a... What's Hitchcockian? Hitchcock? Your guess is as good as mine. Like the movie Hitchcock? Oh, That's maybe. a movie, right? Yeah. Is that movie based on something? Is it Alfred Hitchcock? Alfred. Oh, shit. It's Alfred Hitchcock. I'm an idiot. There we go. I was like, the Will Smith movie? <laughs> Please proceed, oh, and we'll ignore oh this moment. Gosh, wow! Oh, we'll, we'll see if I decide to keep that in or not. <laughs> Please do. I mean, you kept sneezing last time, so Will Smith. <laughs> All right, Alicia Bernson's life is seemingly perfect until one night when her husband Gabriel returns home late from work, and Alicia shoots him five times in the face and then never speaks another word. Alicia's refusal to talk or give any kind of explanation turns a domestic tragedy into a mystery that captures the public imagination. And she, the silent patient, is hidden away from the tabloids at the Grove, a secure psychiatric unit in North London. Criminal psychotherapist Theo Faber is captivated by Alicia's story and jumps at the opportunity to work with her. His determination to get her to talk and unravel the mystery of why she shot her husband will take him down a path more unexpected and more terrifying than he ever imagined. I give it a five. Oh, five. Ha five. Hands down. Five. Five. Five, five, five. across the board. Oh, yeah. I like to not read the synopsis before I read it. Mm. A lot of the books I have, I read when I was initially interested in them, mm -hmm. but then I don't try to remember anything about them. So I go in especially surprised. Mm -hmm. And that was a roller coaster of trying to figure out what the hell. A little slow to start. Yeah. But there's a little, they have to lay down some road before going into the main story. Yeah, I definitely, this book, I will say, sometimes books can captivate me so much that I physically cannot put them down. And Immediately. And like, read yeah. them in a day. This one, it, it took it me took a, a little second. while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to take breaks and mm -hmm. things like that. But I will say his writing is, like, amazing. I love the writing. It was beautiful writing, like poetic almost, without being like obnoxious, you know what I mean? Yeah, so we get it. This book is in Theo's perspective. Yes. And at some points as well, we get Alicia's perspective on previous events leading up to before she shot her husband. Through her journal, journal entries. They call it diary, which diary I'm journal. gonna be honest, She's how old? It's not a diary. It's, a it's not a diary. I think she even mentioned that. But okay. it's like a diary sounds like you have to keep up with it. And she felt pressured to like yeah. she had to write in it every day. But a journal just made it sound like whenever she felt like writing. Oh, yes. It actually was in the prologue. You start by reading her diary. Her first and, entry, yeah. And all of these have the dates. Mm -hmm. And it says... I don't even know what to call it, this thing I'm writing. It feels a little pretentious to call it a diary. It's not like I have anything to say. 
Anne Frank kept a diary, not someone like me. Calling it a journal sounds too academic somehow, as if I should write in it every day and I don't want to. If it becomes a chore, I'll never keep it up. Which I totally understand. I remember as a kid, like when, like every little girl had a diary and be like, I want to keep, I want to, I want to do that. And I never did because it felt stupid. I found my old diary. Oh dear God. And I had maybe two entries in it. Mm. One was about a boy. Oh. We're not going to get. What was Jimmy doing on the playground? His name did start with a J. Wow. I'm not going to give names. Nailing it. I'm not going to give names, but it did start oh, with a J. Oh, doesn't matter. In Philomath, there's like five kids with the same name anyway. So even That's if you say true. a name, you That's won't true. know which one. It actually wasn't in Philomath. It was oh. It was in elementary school. Spicier. I think maybe when I was in first or second grade. I mean, I, wow. it was, I was young. My writing was Damn. not well, but I got the job done. <laughs> I understood me. I understood. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Had a lock on it and everything that I had to oh, break wow. open to, oh, try, Jesus. to try to read it. Because who knows where the key went to. You probably swallowed it. I've never done that. <laughs> I took a TikTok up my nose once and that was, mm. that was it. That was, that was that it. Was I, was never, I was never the kid that swallowed random objects. <laughs> Can't say that I was didn't me. Know yet. It's just your word against... My belief, so okay. we'll, we'll see. Maybe I did, I just don't remember it. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past myself. Uh, so the author is Greek, and he uh, references Greek mythology throughout this. So I don't know if you went and looked up anything that... He, oh, no, I did. I did. I'm oh. very into Greek mythology, so I was looking at no, I different didn't. names and plays he was bringing up. Nope, and didn't do that. Yeah, it's spicy. But I will say, if you're going to read this, probably... Don't look up at the references before finishing it. Oh. Because there was a lot of foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of could guess okay. what was going to happen. It narrowed down the options a okay. lot. Okay. So. Yeah, and I I didn't do that yeah. at all. And yeah. I didn't, so I, I didn't I even think about it. I can go through all of that. Uh, so now we're entering spoiler zone. Yeah. Heavy spoiler zone. Yeah. If you haven't read it, stop what you're doing and go read it. I don't care if it's if you're working. It could kill us. Go read a book. <laughs> I don't care what your life is. Go read a book. Yeah. So this starts by getting right off to her. Yeah. The immediately all happens after she shoots and kills her husband. So Alicia is a painter. She's an artist. She has... A showcase coming up at her old friend's Jean Felix uh, <laughs> uh, art place. I forget what they're called. Like a gallery. Gallery. That's the word. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. I, I kept thinking Galleria, but I was like, that's a cheetah girl. So she she's working on paintings, but she's kind of behind. Her husband Gabriel is a photographer. Yes, for. For Whoa. modeling, I believe. Oh, okay. So I'll give you a little rundown because I got a little posty movie. You're always great with uh, this. It's the Berenson's. So Alicia, uh, at the time of Gabriel's death, was 33. Gabriel was 44. They had been married for seven years. Alicia killed Gabriel on August 25th, and there were gunshots heard at around 11.32 p.m., and then the police were called by the neighbors. And then she went through trial. She never spoke a word and was placed in a psychiatric unit. Yes, she, when they got there, I believe she had 
already tried to... Yes, there were deep cuts across the veins in her wrists. She, yeah. So she had... Basically, when the police got there, it looked like she had shot her husband in the face five times and then tried to kill herself, but didn't didn't, do it right or or whatever. So that made her look even more guilty. And whilst waiting for the trial and her sentencing, uh, she did one last painting, and it was a self-portrait with the bottom left-hand corner on a canvas is where she tiled it, some light blue Greek lettering. I don't know how to pronounce it. Alcestis? That's what I thought Alcestis. it was. Alcestis? Um, and then, of course, I had to go look up what Alcestis is. Um, they kind of go... They give like a short recap of what everything is. I was going to say, they they talk about in the first part of a chapter bit, yeah. 2 what it is. But She's a Greek heroine in Greek mythology. A princess known for her love of her husband, Edmetus. Edmetus had won her hand in marriage with the help of Apollo and married her and then he was making he was doing prayers or something and he forgot to make an offering to Artemis and then again with uh, Apollo's help made a deal with the fates he got them drunk mm. and made a deal with them they said that he would die but if he could get someone to take his place for him okay then he could live but someone had to die mm-hmm. so that's how the story I'll set us okay um, and then later on, it was Heracles uh, that rescued her from the underworld as a gift for Admetus. But she took his place to die because he didn't want to die. So she died for him. No one wanted And she never spoke a word again. Gotcha. Okay. So that's a story of the okay. title. It's also in a play, I believe. And yes. We'll get yeah. To it. We'll, yeah. We'll get to, to that. We'll but, get to it. But yes, that's um, basically how she's introduced to this story. I'll probably let you take the reins so I can keep track of all the Greek things I found. That's <laughs> fine. Because it goes down yeah, even to some people's names. Oh. Oh, fascinating. Okay. Yeah. So then we find out that uh, she was then transferred to what is called the Grove, which is a psycho... like It's where the psychos go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Psychiatric there facility. There we go. There we go. Where the psychos. Where the psychos go. Yes. <laughs> Not insensitive at all. I do apologize. She's not sorry. I am so sorry. <laughs> so then we start to talk about Theo. So Theo is 42 years old and he became a psychotherapist because, in his words, he was fucked up. That is how he, he got fucked up. Yeah, he was fucked up. Yeah, rough childhood, bad dad. Yeah, he had a pretty rough childhood, and I I know it talks about it a little bit. Oh, you uh, learn little by little throughout more and more details about why his yes. dad is a scumbag. His father was unpredictable and had rages that just came out of nowhere. And at one point, he said that he ran upstairs into his room. He slid under the bed. And then his dad found him, pulled him out from under the bed, and the belt would be pulled off and um, he would be hit mm-hmm. with the belt and whipped over and over. And he was never sure what he had done to trigger this anger. And I, I felt really sad with the sentence. I asked my mother why my father was always so angry with me and she gave a despairing shrug and said, how should I know? Your father's completely mad. Oh. 
kind of answer to that. What kind of mother? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. That's just what he's like. I'm yeah. dealing with it. You deal with it. And and he does think that his dad possibly was diagnosed with personality disorder, but mm-hmm. obviously it was never like fully diagnosed. Yeah. And so Theo it, became a psychotherapist. Yes. Which I should have looked up the difference between like a psychiatrist and a psychologist and a psychotherapist because they are different. Yes. I just don't know the exact details. Yeah, I didn't. But I yeah, did he is a psychotherapist. Yes, and he goes to therapy himself with a woman named Ruth. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long he was seeing Ruth, but I believe quite a long time. A while, yeah. And even when he was trained as a psychotherapist. He continued to see Ruth. Ruth was definitely a big part of his life because she was always yeah. there for him. I mean, yeah, he always references back to Ruth. Like, I hope I can yeah. be as helpful to patients as Ruth was to me. She made a really big difference. Yeah, and he started really becoming interested in Alicia. He really wanted to meet her. He thought he could be the one that would make her talk Break again. her silence. Yeah, because yeah. he had previously worked at a different facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw that there was an opening at the Grove where Alicia was, mm-hmm. and he immediately took it. So I can go through the people who work at the Grove, because I have that written down. Sure. I did notice that they did have Greek names. Some of them, yeah. Some of them. Uh, so first is Professor Diomedes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's the, he runs the plagues. His name is of a hero in Greek mythology, king of Argos. He participated in the Trojan War. He was the head of several of the cities that attacked. He had a fleet of 80 ships. He was said to be godlike, cunning, and he was advised by Zeus, which is very fitting for the person who runs the place. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Indira, who was like in her late 50s, the one who conducted Theo's interview. Mm-hmm. She's a psychotherapist consultant um then there's christian all i have is dick yeah Uh. i was going to so a a little backstory as well so the place that they that theo had originally came from Mm -hmm. was called broadmoor and he actually knew christian from there they had previously worked together Christian left, and then when he got yeah, there, Christian was, was there when Theo was first hired, and then left pretty shortly after. So he never worked very long with him, but he the, the personality they always kind of butt heads. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and then there's Yuri, who's the head psychiatric nurse, and then Stephanie Clark, who's the new manager. Um, the Grove is struggling. The board may close it down. Yeah. It's, it's really close to being shut down and they're trying to get numbers up and, you know, trying to make it look nice. So Stephanie Clark was put in to try to make it better. I, I like how Diomedes was just like, I, I think they're spying on us. I think Stephanie was one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that cracks me up. Yeah. Um, and I guess just another thing, Yuri is very popular with the patients. He seems more on their side than anything, which you'd want, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but they kind of make note of that. Yeah, the like, patients what? manipulate him because they know they can get away with he it. He seems nice, yeah. yeah. And so you're not really introduced to any of the other patients other than Alicia. Uh, the only other one is Elfie. Okay, I was wondering how to pronounce. I, I was saying it Elfie in my head. Sure it's E L I F. If 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 maybe someone else knows how to pronounce that, but maybe I just I thought it was Elfie. I mean, I don't know. It, who knows? No, but that's 
That's what I was thinking. Uh, she got some rage issues. We, yeah, we do learn about Ooh, her. I Elif. mean, Elif. right off the bat, because as soon as Theo gets there <laughs> to the grove, he wants to go and be with everyone as they're having a community meeting. And Elfie, Elif, Elf. E. E. Yeah, we'll just go with that. When she, she gets introduced to him she's she's late and comes back in having thrown a broken pool stick at him she's pissed off at the broken (laughs) pool stick yeah yeah she's mad that no one's replaced it yet but she kind of calms down based off of theo talking to her which kind of impresses everyone else that works there I forgot. They said what she did to be there. She had killed... She killed, I believe, her mom and her sister. Okay, that's what I thought. And then it kind of talks about details of the Grove. Mm -hmm. Basically, different rooms, things like that. The therapy room and the art room. And they call this thing called the fishbowl where all the nurses... Yeah, it's like their staff room where they eat lunch Yeah, but but they can see into everything. It's surrounded by windows, so they can still watch the patients as they're eating or something. And I loved all the, like, descriptive... Yeah, it wasn't an overwhelming amount Mm -hmm. of description, but it was just enough that you can picture it perfectly in your head, and you can kind of... Like, the description itself of Fishbowl, where, like, Yeah. yeah, you sit in there, and you can see out, but more importantly, this they're watching you they, they can, can come in. up to the window and stare at you yeah yeah so then we start finding out that theo's starting to try to get every information he can from yeah Lisa. he wants to be the one to crack the code professor diomedes has tried and alicia's currently under christian's care and she's super drugged up and yeah kind of just zoned out glassy-eyed and Diomedes is like, well, you can give it a shot, but kind of cocky, but like, I've tried and, you know, I'm the fucking professor here, but like, yeah, go ahead, you can give it a whirl. Yeah, and so he gives Theo her, like, documents. Yeah, her file. Her file, there we go, I could not think of the word file. (laughs) And so you kind of find out the people that were in her life. There was, her aunt Lydia Rose was the next of kin, and, and we learn more about yeah aunt lydia and alicia's parents had passed so correct she gone under her mom had died in a car accident Mm -hmm. and her dad had hung himself and he was a dickhead while he was dead yeah exactly and then we the only it says the only other contact was alicia's lawyer which is max branson yeah which is gabriel's brother yeah and so He's trying to just reach out to them first, trying to get any information. Yeah, and he, that he he's kind of starting from the beginning as if this is a fresh case. Just reach out to anybody who was close to her at first, just trying to get more information. See, he wants to find out why she is like this in the first place, because I think he was kind of just thinking shooting couldn't have done this on her own. Like something led to the shooting, and so he wanted to work backwards. Yeah, he made a note in her file. He wrote a word childhood. He, he wanted to understand the events of the past, and so he figured childhood is the seed of what can happen in the future, yeah. so he definitely wanted to hone in on that. And then I have a little tabby thing, because in chapter 9 is when we learn about that Theo has a wife, 
named Kathy. Oh, yeah. You start seeing some of Theo's home life. Yeah, and so I was intrigued just by how, so Yuri had asked what her name was and basically some information on her, and Mm -hmm. Theo didn't really want to give it away. Yeah, he was like, I I don't know if I want to give her, like, the real name. Which I thought was interesting, so I tabbed it because I was confused on why he wouldn't want to give. I thought that was kind of a foreshadowing of, all right, well, what the heck? A lot of foreshadowing. Yeah. I also want to know throughout Alicia's journal entries why it's weird that she shot her husband was in him. She talks about how much she loves him. Mm-hmm. And she was working on a painting of Jesus. Jesus on the crucifix and she just couldn't figure out why it was so weird and she figured out it was the face and she was trying to fix the face but then she stood back and was like, oh, I, that looks like Gabriel. Like, I think I'm just painting Gabriel. And um, at one point, I'll read from her journal before I met Gabriel, I lost my way. Somehow, I lost myself. I don't miss these druggy partiers who passed for friends during my 20s. I only ever saw them at night. They vanished at dawn like vampires fleeing the light. When I met Gabriel, they faded away into nothing and I didn't even notice. I didn't need them anymore. I didn't need anyone now that I had him. He saved me like Jesus. Maybe that's what the painting is about. Gabriel is my whole world and has been since the day we met. I'll love him no matter what he does or what happens, no matter how much he upsets me. No matter how untidy or messy he is, how thoughtless, how selfish, I'll take him just as he is until death do his part. I got no words. And then she shoots him. But, yeah, we, we see Theo's home life with Kathy, and they'd met at a Yeah, we're, we'll, get in, we'll get into this. It's yeah. beginning of chapter 10. Ah. And Theo's going to meet some of Kathy's friends in a bar, and then he, they have to talk about how they met. So they both were in relationships oh yeah that's right and their partners knew each other that's why they ended up at that same party or whatever and so then the partners left early i I don't remember what her partner was doing but his partner wanted to go home early because i think she had work in the morning or or something like that and he wanted to, to have one more drink yeah so then he stayed and kathy stayed and and then they just started hooking up right then and there yeah and Went home together. Went home together, and I, I, I know, I'm pretty sure he called his girlfriend at the time and broke up with her over that the phone. nice day. Yeah. yeah. And well, I, he was trying to do it in person, but she was like busy, and she was like, "Why can't this just happen over the phone?" And so we did. He broke up with her over the phone, and then he, it, everything went really quickly. He, yeah. they moved in together, and then he asked to if she, Kathy wanted to marry him, and then he took. Kathy home to meet his parents mm. and it, it didn't go well they just didn't seem particularly happy for them or anything like that mm-hmm. and for some of the things the comments they made yeah like, and damn. so then after seeing like Kathy seen how his parents acted around him firsthand yeah. she looked at him and said I understand now I understand it all I love you so much more now and he didn't have to explain anything. Yeah. She just knew. And so then they were married. And he said, no parents invited and no God. Nothing religious at Kathy's instance. Insistence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Words. <laughs> so in the present day, Kathy is an actress. Mm-hmm. She's in a play called Othello, which is a Shakespeare play. Okay. And at one point he's like, 
uh, it doesn't go beyond me how ironic it is that she's in Othello right now playing Desdemona. So here's a quick synopsis of the play okay. Othello. Okay. There's a lot of characters. It took me a couple of tries to figure this one out. Okay. But there's a man called Rodrigo. He's in love with Desdemona. Okay. All these men are in the army. So there's another man called Iago who hates a man called Cassio. Cassio was just promoted to Othello's like right-hand man. Okay. So Iago wanted that position. Mm-hmm. Cassio got it. Desdemona loves Othello and they got married. So Rodrigo wants the wife. Iago hates that Cassio's in the thing. They try to make a deal. I don't want to explain the whole ass play. They sort out a plan to okay. try to frame Cassio. Um, but really it's Iago trying to get Rodrigo to fight Cassio. He backs down and then someone else came in to fight Cassio. Um, so in that mix up, Othello demotes Cassio. But Desdemona like vouched for him. And so mm-hmm. that was reversed. So he's still that promoted position. Iago then convinces Othello that Desdemona and Cassio are having an affair. Because Desdemona dropped a handkerchief and Iago's wife was her handmaiden. And so she like found that handkerchief and was like, oh, hey, look at this. And he's like, oh, I'll take care of that. And so he plants it on Cassio. And so he tries to get Rodrigo to kill Cassio again. He didn't do it, was about to like say the plan. So Iago kills Rodrigo. Uh, he tries to kill Cassio at the same time, but he only like slashes him. And Othello's all mad because he thinks his wife is cheating on him. So he kills Desdemona. Oh, God. And Iago's wife comes in. And she's like, oh shit, all this is because of Iago. And so she says the plan. Othello gets all sad because like, oh, my wife wasn't cheating on me. And this guy just told me and now my wife's dead. And then Iago kills his wife, Amelia. Her name's Amelia. Okay. And then Othello stabs Iago after he already killed Amelia. And after that, we have Iago refuses to explain his motives, vowing to remain silent from that moment on. And then he commits, Othello committed suicide. That's a lot of killing. There's a lot of killing. So we have um, Iago, who goes silent and never speaks again. Yeah. And we have Alcetis, who never speaks again from the painting. Interesting. Because she was, she took the place of her husband, and the husband was okay with that. Okay. And then yeah. she was brought back from the dead mm. and never speaks again. This is what I meant, like, maybe don't look into the mythology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just because it gives a little That would have away. given a backstory. And I... So this book does a really good job of, there's three parts to this book? four. Oh, okay. Well, let me see. The first part is just obviously figuring out the backstory. There's five. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> things start <laughs> ramping up a little more during part two. Yeah. And part two starts with Alicia's diary, and you get to see multiple days worth of entries and in one of her entries she said i thought of my mother was she crazy is that why she did it why she strapped me into the passenger seat of her yellow mini and sped us toward that red brick wall i always liked that car it's cheerful canary yellow the same yellow as it is in my paint box now i hate that color why did she do it i suppose i'll never know i used to think it was suicide now i think it was attempted murder which we didn't realize that she was in the car until that entry yeah which was crazy for her 
and and well, yeah. there's a a thing that her her dad says as well, yeah, a which is on. why he's an absolute dick. But um, I I yeah. couldn't believe to know that her mom purposefully purposely yeah. did it. Yeah, yeah, because it's one thing to think it's a car accident, but it's another. Oh, she did it on she, purpose. Yeah, yeah. This is where we're introduced a little more to Jean Felix, who yeah. her who she sells her art to in in the gallery, and she just they've been friends for a very very long time, and she's coming to realize that. They're probably only friends because they have been friends. And that she's just not very interested in him anymore. Just here, she says, I stopped listening after a while. He went on complaining, self-justifying, self-pitying, boring me to death. He never asked me anything. He doesn't have any actual interest in me. Even after all these years, I'm just a means to an end. An audience of the Jean-Felix show. Yeah, we, we get to know... Some of the backstory, yeah. That guy annoys the crap out of me. Um, I completely forgot to also touch base on the very beginning of when Theo gets the okay and the approval from everyone that he can start seeing Alicia. Oh, yeah. He requests that he, Alicia and his therapy sessions are unsupervised, which yeah, she... Yeah, like a one-on-one. She, before then, had to be a one-on-one she always had to have someone with she her someone else and that yes. was after needing two people and then they last a yes. little bit and then also they had her drugged up to the wazoo because of her suicide attempts yeah. so then i want to say it's the very first time that they are meeting each other we we get to see that alicia all of a sudden like throws herself at theo yeah and tries to kill him. Just like scratches the shit out of him. Yeah. And, but they gave, not a rape whistle, but it's like an alarm bell or something to Theo. So yeah. he, he struggles to reach it at first, but he does. And Yuri comes and gets her off of him. Yeah. So and then they drug her up more. So then he goes home and he starts smoking marijuana, which he... He comes, quit for a while. Yeah, he used to do it. It helped him relax a little bit with his anxiety and he stopped as he met Kathy. Mm-hmm. And, but he always kind of kept a little on hand because there was a guy at a party not too long ago that gave him some. And he doesn't do it when Kathy is around because she just thinks potheads are just lazy and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, so then because of the incident at work, he dabbles a little too much in the marijuana and gets way too high. The marijuana. The marijuana. And Kathy's gone. She's rehearsing. Yeah, it's like running later. And she has her laptop on the table and he accidentally bumps it. Rookie mistake. Yeah. Yeah. He. <laughs> and it's logged into her email still. <laughs> like a fool. <laughs> like a cheating fool. So. He opens it. Also, who, ch- who writes who emails? Yeah. So then he he sees the screen come to life, and he's staring at it, and in her inbox, all these things jump out at him. Words as sexy and fuck in the email headings, and repeated emails from bad boy 22 Also, which- who actually labels the email like that? It should be, like, business file one, or, like... Yeah, you know? so... so I'm, they write a snippet in, oh God, please, please read it. So I'm going to read it. Um, for, uh, I'm just going to dissect this. Mm -hmm. The subject is little miss fuck, which, um, excuse me, maybe you should write like 
business proposition or that's what i'm saying like why would you title it that it should just be like yeah inconspicuous so she sends him (laughs) i'm on the bus so horny for you i can smell you on me i feel like a slut (laughs) who sends a fucking email on the bus (laughs) well it says send from iphone but it's then text him (laughs) (laughs) then text him Text him and change his name to, I don't know, anything but not bad boy 22. And then the little miss fuck got me. That one was hilarious. So then then he replies, you are a slut. He types out the letter U and the letter mm-hmm. R because he can't even. You are and see you later. See you. With is the letter C. Yes, and the letter after U. rehearsal. And then she replies, okay, we'll see what time I can get away. I'll text you. Okay, so she does have his so number. She... And he says, okay, 839. And, and that's the end of it. Yeah. I died when i saw the little miss fuck i was like you guys are idiots and he even says he keeps going through emails from bad boy 22 who does this over email and then stays logged um, into their email you know some people don't do it by email some people just do it online through through, <laughs> through instant messengers mm. yeah mm. you know some people do that as well yeah you know, just you know, just, just, just saying. Don't some be stupid. Some people still do that in today's society. Some people are still idiots. <laughs> yeah, they are. So yeah, then it just continues learning out about. So then he, I'm trying to like get my. It's basically my back together. and forth. Like you have yeah. a chapter of figuring Theo out with Alicia. Yeah, and then him at work, and then back at work, and, and then, then him at home, and then. Yeah, then it's Theo and Kathy, and he's trying to figure out... What Who the I just... fuck this bad boy 22 is? Yeah, so then he, he was trying to figure out, okay, well, did she try to do this on purpose? Or yeah, was did she I... want to get caught? She... Or was I too what? high and just imagine the whole time? I mean, he yeah, was yeah, yeah. spiraling at oh, this Oh, and point. what pisses me off is when she did find his weed, when, she came, when he came home the next day, mm-hmm. and she was sitting on the couch with it, and she was like, what is this? And he's like, what? And she's like this and holds up the jar. And, she, and then from then on, even if he said he was like tired or like wanted to do mm. something, she, she just kept shitting on it. Yeah, I found the the next morning we got up and performed the usual routine. She went into the bathroom while I made coffee. I handed her a cup when she came into the kitchen. You were making strange sounds in the night, she said. You were talking in your sleep. What did I say? I don't know. Nothing. Didn't make sense. Probably because you were so stoned. God, and he's like, what a pothead. It's like, oh my God, ma'am, you're cheating on your husband. With a Let- guy named Bad Boy 22. He literally smoked once. And thank God he was high when he found those emails. If he was of the right mind. Yeah, who knows what would happen. Let the man smoke once. Yeah, exactly. And and just, the way she was just so mad at him for that one thing, knowing she cheats on him, yeah. was just extra frustrating. Yeah, it was baffling. So then Theo starts talking to people outside in Alicia's life. He was told not to because he went to talk to Max. Max was willing to talk each time. And so when he called, uh, he asked a question that angered Max. And then Max was like, stop calling. And then he called Professor Diomedes and was like, he's harassing me. It's like, sir, you gave up real information twice. Well, I made a note that (laughs) while he was interviewing Max at his work, 
Max said the truth is I hated her. I loathed her, which I thought was interesting because he he did represent her. I mean, he was the lawyer, but he did it for Gabriel. Yeah, but I I thought it was interesting. And then we find out that Gabriel and Max aren't even true brothers. They Max was adopted. Yeah, they his, their parents thought they couldn't have children, so yeah. they adopted Max. But then were able to conceive Gabriel. Yeah, and what's Max's new wife's name? Tanya. Tanya is now she was the secretary his secretary yeah um and then afterwards they got married after gabriel's death yeah and she when theo was leaving she got up and said if you want to talk or if you want to know about alicia talk to her cousin paul he knows her better than anyone and max is like i I tried calling her aunt she wasn't particularly forthcoming because well she's crazy and she said, forget Lydia, go to Cambridge, talk to Paul, ask him about Alicia in the night after the incident. And then Max emerged from his office and she... She went silent. She kind of freaked out. Yeah. She fell silent. She sounded nervous. And so she was afraid of Max and he was confused as to why possibly yeah. she would be afraid of Max. So then we get into another part of Alicia's diary. This, I, I made a little tabby because... At this point, we kind of find out uh, what Max, which is Gabriel's brother, did to Alicia like a month before she shot Gabriel. Yeah. Um, He kissed Alicia at a party, at a party with a guy named Joel. Yeah. Joel's not Not important. important. But yeah, he kissed her and then he... Max grabbed Alicia and said, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And then he kissed her. And I'm pretty sure... Ah, yes. She bit his tongue as hard as she could. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. It works. Yeah. So, that was a plot twist. I didn't see coming. I didn't no, see Max he was doing that at all. Shipping. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I, I really should have wrote down on my tabs of why I tabbed them. Oh. But I just, like, after we find out what Max did her... Mm-hmm. Uh, she writes, I don't believe that Max is in love with me. I believe he hates Gabriel, that's all. I think he's madly jealous of him, and he wants to take everything that belongs to Gabriel, which includes me. But now that I've stood up to him, I don't think he'll bother me again. At least I hope not. Not for a while, anyway. So for the moment, I'm going to remain silent. Mm. I was like, ooh. Theo calls Max and asks if Alicia was the main beneficiary for Gabriel. And Max said, no, I was the main Yeah beneficiary and then he gets all insulted thinks he's accusing him of something he's like i'm gonna get my lawyer and that's when he calls yeah, the he's that idiot. he's harassing him yeah, it's like he's, jesus christ yeah, he's an idiot so then we go and meet paul rose which paul is one heck of a guy <laughs> he walks in through the gate and then feels something hit him on the back of the head passes out and then paul's just waiting over him like oh oh you're waking up yeah, and then he goes, what'd you expect? I thought you were a burglar. And then he's like, well, I'm not. And he goes, I know that now. I went through your wallet. It's yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you work at the hospital. <laughs> yeah, and so then we find out that Uncle Vernon, which is Alicia's dad, Ugh. how he died, which is, like we said previously, yeah. he hung himself. And Aunt Lydia oh, is quite the lady. She is very, very obese. And stays up in her room with an elderly cat, which I looked at Pumpkin I when I read that. <laughs> Pumpkin is our twenty-one-year-old cat that is has seen. Has seen Ooh, she lived like 
yeah, so when I read that, I just chuckled to myself. <laughs> and so Lydia thinks that Theo is a journalist and wants him out and, like, freaks out. Yeah, which is understandable. I'm yeah. sure right after everyone was, this is, must have been a huge story in the press. So, yeah. Which is probably why Paul also went through his wallet in general just to figure out who he was. If this is another person just trying to get a story out of them. I forget what he tells. Well, he told me. He told Theo that Alicia painted him. Or painted Lydia. Lydia, that's right. That's right. right. I tabbed it. It it says, you know how Alicia repaid me? Because after Alicia's parents both died, Aunt Lydia stepped in and took care of her and moved into the house. And with Paul, her son. Yeah. And she said, that bitch painted me. She painted me without my knowledge or permission. I went to her, her, and it was, the painting was hanging there. She went to her, the art gallery, and, and there it was. Yeah, because Paul told Theo you know, that he should go talk to Jean-Philippe, which was her friend and, and the gallery owner. Like, they hung out a lot, so he'd probably get more information about her there. So he goes to the gallery. Uh, Jean-Felix takes him in the back to show all the work that he has of Alicia. And there's Aunt Lydia. And there was the painting she had of her mother in the crashed car. Wild. Missing Alicia. It didn't have her in the car. Yeah. And then there was the Alcestis painting that he was staring really hard at. And Jean-Felix tells Theo, like, you know, if you really want her to open up, you should let her paint you. And so Theo's like, that's a good idea. They had art therapy, but Alicia wasn't doing anything. The art teacher's name was Rowena. And Alicia I, just sat there, really. I didn't like the art teacher. Fucking Rowena. Basically, she's just jealous of Alicia's fame that she had with her paintings. Because she was like, I don't get like how, what everyone sees in it. It's just anyone can do that. And it's like, yes. it's like, just shut up. So then in the, <laughs> in the next chapter... It's another part of Alicia's diary. And we find out that Paul is a huge gambler and needed $20,000 from Alicia. And she's like, I don't even have that money at all. So she gave him, I believe, two. Two thousand? Well, it's 2,000 pounds. Yeah. I I don't know what that is equivalent to US dollars. but, But yeah, she gave that to him, which I thought was that I didn't. It was something. I didn't think Paul would be. A gambler. I know. It was out of nowhere. Because he can't go to his mom. Because fuck. Yeah. So then we see that Jean-Felix. She. After this art exhibit. She's done. She doesn't want to be involved with him. She still wants to be friends. But she does not want to be involved with him in her work work anymore. And he does not like that. He immediately. He never liked Gabriel. And so he immediately. Did he tell her. Tell you to do that. Is it. Because he said so. Yeah. She just wants to be done. Um, Yeah, so then it starts just basically getting backstories, and then we find out, I think at this point we find out about Kathy doing it in... Oh, but first I just want to say, John Fleeks also mentioned how Alicia attempted suicide after her dad died, Mm. uh, and she saw a doctor for it. But it's not like her primary care, so no no one knows who this doctor is. Yes. And... Uh, Alicia started painting because Theo set up a room for her to paint by herself and she had painted the facility on fire with Theo carrying her out and then 
Ellis, he said something to her, uh, wrote slut across the painting, and then Alicia attacked her. Stabbed her in the eye. Stabbed her in the eye with a paintbrush. Yeah. So she doesn't get to. uh, Elfie deserved it. I'm gonna Uh, be honest with you. She kept. Oh, she's a bitch. Yeah. I don't like her. I mean, she's. She's crazy, but I don't like her. Yeah, and, then, and so they drug up Alicia again, put her in solitary. Yeah, so this <laughs> is the time when we get to meet Barbie Hellman. Barbie Hellman is... Is that before or after Theo follows Kathy into the park? That might be after. I didn't tab when Theo follows Kathy into the park, but basically... Well, we can catch up, yeah. After work, he tries to figure out what Kathy's doing, and she yeah. said, I'm going to go take a walk. And like, no, you don't. I, I would just want to like rehearse my lines to mm-hmm. myself. Wait, people don't think I'm crazy. So she goes, walks to the park. He follows behind her. She meets up with a guy. They make out. They go into like trees, have sex. Yeah, like in <laughs> trees. Jesus. He was like like teenagers. Like just go do it in a car. I don't. Whatever. This isn't my. This isn't my cheese. This isn't my story. <laughs> and so then, yeah, we. We find out Barbie Hellman. So Barbie Hellman visits Alicia constantly. She's a neighbor. Yes, she was the neighbor. She was the one that called 911 when she heard the gunshots. And she's a talker. Yeah, she was like, oh, I'd always swing by there and we'd always tell each other everything. <laughs> yeah, so this is when we find out that Alicia said a man was watching her. Because Alicia right. confided in Barbie one day. Yeah. And... This is when we, okay, a man, what, like, what kind of man, and she just didn't know, and showed her a picture, and it was just a tree and a blurry, yeah, thing. She said that she had told the police, but they didn't seem interested. They had made up their minds the moment they found Alicia with Gabriel's body and the gun. They didn't want to listen to any other story. Yeah, and Alicia told Barbie to just, like, forget about it, like, delete the photo that I sent you, and she was like, well, I wasn't going to do that. I'm a single woman living by myself. Like, of course I'm scared. After finding out about the man watching her, Theo really wants to go and talk to Alicia. It's starting to get down to the wire. Elfie just got stabbed in the eye. They're taking away his yeah. rights to talk to Alicia alone. They're like, okay, it's gotten too far. It's done. Yeah, and they're under pressure because Correct. they're probably going to be shut down soon. So if they want a breakthrough, it needs to happen, like, now. Yeah, so he goes and talks to her and... and is very honest with Alicia and says, hey, this happened. Yeah. Now I can't speak to you ever yeah. again, basically. And so we're desperate now. Yeah. I need you to do something. And so Alicia hands him her the diary, the diary that we've been reading snippets of throughout the entire book. Mm-hmm. He gets to read it on his own. And it's just more of her being watched. Yeah. And her seeing that doctor. And the doctor's name is Dr. West. And Theo's like, no, that couldn't be. So he walks down the hall to the door that says Dr. West, and he just flings the door open, and there's Christian. I literally have, so at the end of the chapter is when it says Dr. West, and I was like, so he just comes out of nowhere? There's no Dr. West until now. And then it says Christian. I was like, oh. She literally has a sticky note that this is, oh. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. So he's like a distant friend friend of gabriel's like they went to college together and he's seen alicia throughout the years but like three or four times total yeah as a favor to gabriel but theo was like it it was never mentioned it was never documented who knows how many patients he's been seeing off the record which is illegal mm-hmm. and especially if he was taking pavement on the side and like he wasn't claiming taxes on it 
So basically, Christian, what he was doing was very bad, especially since he's now Alicia's caretaker. But you find out he had seen her before after the suicide of her father. And he, he just thinks she's a lost cause, a total bitch. Like, there's nothing to do with her. Like, I don't know why you keep trying. Mm-hmm. And it basically just gets Theo wound up to try to figure this out more. Yeah, so then Theo just says, you know what? Fuck it. And he read the diary with yeah. all of the secrets of, like, John Felix mm-hmm. with Max trying to kiss. Yeah. So then he just, you know he what? He just calls everybody. I'm just going to call everybody and tell them what I know. Yeah, I'm see like, what they give, up, give I'm me. Like, what yeah, are you let's doing? see how they react. So then it's brought into light that Paul told Theo what, her fa- what Alicia's dad said to her mm-hmm. after finding out that the mom died. Yeah, after... As kids, they used to go up on the roof and just sit there and hang out and drink beer or whatever. But after her mom died, her dad was over, like, packing up and kind of just going crazy. And Lydia was trying to get him to calm down. And they were sitting up on the roof, and so they overheard what they were saying. Yeah, um, Vernon was going on about how much he loved Eva, which is Alicia's mom. How he couldn't live without her. My girl, he kept saying, my poor girl, my Eva. Why did she have to die? Why did it have to be her? Why didn't Alicia die instead? And I was so confused at first because the way this is written, it says, what crime, Paul? Vernon's crime. Uncle Vernon wasn't a good man, you see? No, not at all. What are you trying to say? Well, that's when he did it. Did what? That's when he killed Alicia. And I was like, hold on a minute. He did what? <laughs> he did I was like, is... Alicia's alive, right? Like, <laughs> what I mean. I was like, what have I been reading this entire time? Like, who's in the Grove? What's going on here? <laughs> I, I was so caught off guard by the way that they wrote that. I was like, excuse me, what? Yeah. And I guess Alicia just looked up. He killed me. Dad just killed me. Yeah. Which is, then he knew, Wild. okay, she is silent because of her dad well that was definitely well, a, big, a big part of it part. yes so the he had at least he had at least somewhere to, to go off yeah. on yes so that's when he went yeah and alicia I, this is our last chance i'm sitting here now without professor doom it is knowledge or permission if i keep breaking the rules like this for your sake i'm gonna get fired that's why this will be the last time you see me do you understand and then i thought i imagined it at first i thought i was hearing things i stared at her breathless i felt my heart thudding in my chest my mouth was dry when i spoke did did you just say something Another silence must have been a mistake. I must have imagined it, but then it happened again. Alicia's lips moved slowly, painfully. Her voice cracked a little as it emerged, like a creaking gate that needed oiling. What? She whispered, then she stopped. And again, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. So I I will make a note as well. The very last entry to Alicia's diary. I'll read it because this is how we figure out some very Some. important information. Um, I, you made a sticky note on the. Was it August twenty fifth when she shot him? When she shot Gabriel? August twenty fifth. Okay, so that's the the last entry. entry yeah. August twenty fifth. I just heard something. A noise outside. I checked the window and I saw someone moving in the shadows. It's the man. He's outside. I phoned Gabriel, but he didn't pick up. Should I call the police? I don't know what to do. My hand is shaking so much I can barely... I can hear him downstairs. He's trying the windows, the doors. He's trying to get in. I need to get out of here. I need to escape. Oh my God, I can hear him. He's inside. He's inside the house. And that's the very last entry. Mm-hmm. So now we're at the point where Theo is is asking her what happened. Yeah. 
And this is where I started theorizing. My first theory was the man was going to kill her, but Gabriel took her place. Mm-hmm. Because I still thought she loved him. <laughs> we're going to figure that out. But then... But yes, so the guy basically took her in and he was one... What happened once you were inside the house? The man said he wanted a drink, so I gave him one of Gabriel's beers. I don't drink beer. I don't have anything else in the house. And then Theo asked, and then what? And she said he talked. I don't remember. And she just remembers feeling nothing at all. So essentially she said the man tied her up, made her wait for Gabriel to come home. The man shot Gabriel and left. That was her story. Yeah, and then I I also want to make a note on page 275 is, I kind of was taken back because, so it's it's in Theo's mind now. Mm. For a second I thought Alicia was going to cry. I thought a sudden desire to hold her, take her in my arms, kiss her, reassure her, promise her she was safe. I restrained myself. I stubbed out my cigarette on the red brick wall. I feel that you need to be taken care of. I find myself wanting to take care of you, Alicia. No, she shook her head firmly. That's not what I want from you. Um, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> and when we flash to Theo's home life, he's still following Kathy. He followed Kathy to the to a date she went on with the guy. He then started following the guy, found out where he lives, started watching the guy, and he's like, oh, there's a lady in there with him. I wonder if she knows her husband is cheating on her. And he's like, how do I, if I kill the man... Like, that's not going to do anything. That's not helpful. Like, I should tell her somehow. And then that's kind of where it ends for now there. Where are we at? Because, Jesus. Oh. So, yeah. She tells the story. The man shot Gabriel left without saying anything else. Yeah. She says that he shot Gabriel in the head six times and he tossed a gun to the floor. And Theo immediately, after each session with her, he goes to his office, writes everything down that she said while it's fresh in his mind. And... He says, like, well... He knew she was lying. lying. Yeah. He, she was lying because, in actuality, Gabriel was shot five times in the face, not six. So he knew... Yeah. And uh, Alicia said that she was still tied to the chair. Yes. But she was found standing in the middle of the room. And he, she didn't mention the man untying her or why she didn't say this to the police at the beginning. If it wasn't her fault, like, if there was a man... And he says, for a second, I wondered if she was testing me, seeing whether I accepted the story. If so, I was determined to give nothing away. I sat there in silence. Yeah, so then, 287, we get to see that Theo follows Kathy yet again with this man and follows the guy back to his house. Well, before that, I just want to mention that he goes to Diomedes and, like, says everything. Oh, he about agrees he, that she's lying. That she's lying. And that you should, like, keep pushing her. And you're like, okay, we'll do that tomorrow. Tomorrow. And then he goes home and follows Kathy. Yes. That's, okay, yeah, you're right. And then afterward, he followed Kathy to the park again. Where they're, as in his mind, groping each other like teenagers. And gross. <sighs> yeah. Disgusting. And then he follows the man home. And that night he wanted to murder that man he wanted yeah. to grab a rock and come up behind him and, and he just, did grab a rock <laughs> he grabbed a rock and he had raised that rock until a neighbor's house started opening up and people were talking and 
Mm-hmm. Kind of made them both stop, and then he hid and realized, yes. oh, maybe I shouldn't be killing this man. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then we get to the point where Alicia has an overdose. Yeah. I also put, at the end of that chapter, though, I put, does this somehow end with Theo having been Alicia Stalker? Question mark. I was like, what is this weird time travel thing? I know. I I thought, I was like, is this happening in real time, or is this before? I was... Yeah, trying to... to Where you start questioning everything. Yes. (laughs) And so then we find out that Alicia is in a coma. She had an overdose. She's alive, but like I said, she's in a medically induced coma. Mm -hmm. And she was found on the floor by the bed, and they thought that she was dead, but she was not. Mm -hmm. And so then they start... I believe this is when... Ah, yes. So, at the very end of this chapter, because she's in the hospital, obviously she can't talk, she's Mm -hmm. in a coma, Theo finds out that there's a tiny hole by a needle uh, in her vein. Yeah. And revealing the truth, Alicia didn't swallow a bottle of pills. She was injected with a massive dose of morphine. This isn't an overdose, it was an attempted murder. And when I when I read that, I was like, what? And I said it so loudly. That's the point where I woke my cat up. Yeah, she was not happy. So yeah, all the workers, the Umedis, and all the psychiatrists and Stephanie get together Mm -hmm. um, to talk through what happened. And Theo brings up that, well, I found a little hole. I think it's a attempted murder. And they thought maybe it was Yuri. They were going to blame Yuri because they think he was um, selling... Selling, I guess. I don't know. He yeah. wasn't really distributing distributing drugs and wasn't very careful with the medicine cabinets. And uh, Theo mentions the little syringe hole, needle hole, and uh, they kind of get Christian. Yeah, he somehow blames it on Christian. I think because did he ever mention the journals? Or the oh, oh, they did. He, he did, did mention the journals. He said, yeah, he. That's why how he was able to blame it on Christian because yeah. he said, you know what, I'm gonna be honest with you. In Alicia's diary, Christian is noted that he was the doctor that was treating Alicia prior, prior, like outside of yeah. the practice, off record, correct. And so Demon is like, oh shit, we need to find that journal, find the, and then yeah. the police are there because now this is a murder investigation or yeah. attempted murder investigation. But then they they can't find the diary, which yeah. Now, Theo's freaking out a little yeah, he's bit. he's like, where could it have gone? They're clearing out her room because they need the space for another patient. And she's yeah, not looking well. So so, so then Max, Max comes to the hospital because Alicia's not looking so hot yeah. in the coma. And he was getting really pissed off at Theo. And I, I made a note, because at the very end of that chapter, he goes, I hold you responsible. This is Max to Theo. Yeah. My poor Alicia, my girl, my poor Alicia, you'll pay for this, you hear me? He's saying so this gross. in front of Tanya, his wife. I know, and it's noted that Tanya's just, no, she came up, she was like, Max, calm down, and then he said something, and she just went back to the car. She was like, I can't fucking... I couldn't believe, I was like, he actually said, my girl. My girl. Ooh. And no, that that is also something her dad said. That's how her dad was talking about her mom when yeah. she died. My girl. Yeah, disgusting. So, yeah. so then Theo walked back to the house where Kathy's lover lived. Now, this is before. This is in the past. Yeah, this, well, we don't know that yet. 
We don't, but we're going <laughs> to find out real soon it's in the Yeah, this is like the continuation of the last yeah. entry we had from him of his home life. Yeah, so he just kept returning because he wanted to see basically Kathy's lover's life. And then he yeah. finds out that Kathy's lover also has a wife that he goes mm-hmm. home to. And so then I'm trying to, to find it. Well, he says, I didn't have a plan as such, just a big, unformed idea of what I needed to accomplish. Rather, like an inexperienced artist, I knew the result I wanted without knowing quite how to achieve it. I waited a while, then walked up to the house. I tried the gate. It was unlocked. It swung open, and I stepped into the garden, and I felt a sudden rush of adrenaline and elicit thrill at being an intruder on someone else's property. Then I felt the back door opening. I looked for somewhere to hide, and I noticed a little summer house across the back. I raced silently across the lawn and slipped inside. I stood there for a second, catching my breath. My heart was pounding. Had she seen me? I heard her footsteps approaching. Too late to back out now. I reached into my back pocket and took out the black balaclava I'd bought. I pulled it over my head. I put on a pair of gloves. She walked in. She was on the phone. Okay, darling, I'll see you at eight. Yes, I love you too. She ended the call and switched on an electric fan. She stood in front of the fan, her hair blowing in the breeze. She picked up a paintbrush and approached a canvas on an easel. She stood with her back to me. Then she caught sight of my reflection in the window. I think she saw my knife first. She stiffened and slowly turned around. Her eyes were wide with fear. We stared at each other in silence. This was the first time I came face to face with Alicia Berenson. The rest, as they say, is history. So I we screamed. So yeah. So they're on different timelines. Every time Leo Theo talked about his home life had been the past. And we find out that the man, Alicia, was not crazy. There was a man. It was fucking Theo. (laughs) Yeah. So, come to find out, Kathy and Gabriel were having an affair. And so, part five of the book is Alicia's diary. We start off hot. Yeah. So, in her first entry, Theo just left. I'm alone. I'm February 3rd. I'm right. 23rd. 23rd. I'm, I'm writing this as fast as I can. I haven't got much time. I've got to get this down while I still have the strength. So basically, she is writing in her diary that... This is going to be the new last entry. Correct. That Theo is the one that put the needle in her to drug her, and she knows mm-hmm. this. And she knows who Theo was. She's known the entire time. And the, what gave it away was he said the same words, the same exact phrase he'd used at the house. I want to help you. I want to help you see clearly. So yeah. he, he said that in the Grove while he was mm-hmm. in one of their sessions, and mm-hmm. she recognized that's... The same That's thing. why she attacked him at first. She Correct. wanted to kill him. Yes. Oh, yeah, there she goes. She says, uh, that night, Theo broke into my house and tied me up, and when Gabriel came home, Theo knocked him out. At first, I thought he'd kill him, but then I saw Gabriel was breathing. Theo pulled him up and tied him to the chair. He moved it so Gabriel and I were sitting back to back, and I couldn't see his face. Please, I said, please don't hurt him. I'm begging you. I'll do anything, anything you want. Theo laughed. I'd come to hate his laugh so much. It was cold, empty, heartless. Hurt him, he shook his head. I'm going to kill him. He meant it. I felt such terror. I lost control of my tears. I wept and pleaded. I'll do anything you want. Anything. Please, please let him live. He deserves to live. He's the kindest and the best of men. And I love him. I love him so much. Tell me, Alicia. Tell me about your love for him. Tell me, do you think he loves you? He loves me, I said. I heard the clock ticking in the background. There seemed to be an age before he replied. We'll see, he said. And then he goes on. He says, hello, Gabriel. He says, who the fuck are you? I'm a married man. I know what it's like to love someone, and I know what it's like to be let down. What the fuck are you talking about? Only cowards betray the people who love them. Are you a coward, Gabriel? Fuck you. 
I was going to kill you, but Alicia paid me for your life. So instead, I'm going to give you a choice. Either you die or Alicia does. You decide. And this bastard ends up saying, I don't want to die. Yeah. And then the very last part of her entry says, I didn't kill Gabriel. He killed me. All I did was pull the trigger. And we so eventually they do find the journal. But it, I, I want to make something clear. There's a part in the book that says, well, it says, I want to be clear. <laughs> I, I never thought Alicia would shoot Gabriel. This is an important point. I never intended nor expected her to kill him. All I wanted was to awaken Alicia to the truth about her marriage, as I had been awakened. I intended to show her that Gabriel didn't love her, that her life was a lie, their marriage a sham. Only then would she have a chance, as I had, to build a new life from the rubble, a life based on truth, not lies. So basically, she just wanted to scare them enough for Gabriel to say, okay, here's the truth, I'm cheating. Yeah. Because in Alicia's mind, Gabriel is her world, she couldn't live without him, he would do no wrong. Yeah. She would love him no matter what he did. And Theo wanted to show her, you know what, you think that your husband's so perfect when... In actuality, he is not. But this is the second time someone quote-unquote killed her. Yeah. Because he said, I don't want to die. And so Theo uh, shot at the ceiling and told Alicia to be quiet to make Gabriel think he shot her. Yeah. And so Alicia remained silent and Theo left. He put the gun on the floor, kissed Alicia ever so gently on the cheek, walked out of the front door, flamed after him. So... In her journal, she writes, Gabriel and I were alone. He was sobby, crying, barely able to form words. He just kept calling my name, wailing, Alicia, Alicia. I remained silent. Alicia, fuck, fuck, oh, fuck. I remembered. I, I remained silent. I remained silent. How could I talk? Gabriel has sentenced me to death. The dead don't talk. I untied the wire around my ankles. I got up in the chair, reached down to the floor. My fingers closed around the gun. It was hot and heavy in my hand. I walked around the chair and I faced Gabriel. Tears were streaming down his eyes. His eyes widened. Alicia, you're alive. Thank God you're I wish I could say I struck a blow for the defeated, that I was standing up for the betrayed and brokenhearted, that Gabriel had a tyrant's eyes and my father's eyes, but I'm past lying now. The truth is Gabriel had my eyes suddenly and I had his. Somewhere along the way we had swapped places. I saw it now. I would never be safe, never be loved. All my hopes dashed, all my dreams shattered, leaving nothing. My father was right. I didn't deserve to live. I was nothing. That's what Gabriel did to me. That's the truth. I didn't kill Gabriel. He killed me. At the at the very end, we find out that... Well, no one... He When he was packing up the room, he still didn't find the journal. So he was like, oh, well, whatever. Yeah. Then he goes home to Kathy. Everything... Yeah, still with Kathy. Still with Kathy. And She's like days in front of the TV. Yeah, so he just tells her to go up to the bath. Before then, they get a knock on the door, and it's a police officer. It's like the head detective or yeah. whatever. And so he tells Kathy to just go on up, go take a bath, he'll handle this. Yeah, then I'll be ready by the time you're out. Okay. Yeah, and then Spectre just kind of wanted to talk to him. He definitely played, like, the cool cop thing. Yeah. And as they're sitting there having tea, then Spectre pulls something out from his jacket, and it was the diary. And Theo's trying to play it cool, and he goes, oh, good, I wondered where it was. And the inspector goes, wedged in the back of the painting, in the top left corner of the frame, it was jammed in tight, and it was in the back of the painting of the building on fire Theo. that he hated that painting. Yeah, so he didn't bother checking there. Yeah, and so the inspector started reading the very last part of the journal yeah. where Alicia's talking about who gave her that injection. and Yeah. 
And then Theo goes, I'm curious to hear the ending. Will you read it aloud? Which I thought was okay. So he just sat by the chair at the window. And the, the last part of this book, as I listened, I looked up at the white clouds drifting past. Finally, they had opened. It had started to snow. Snowflakes were falling outside. I opened the window and reached out my hand. I caught a snowflake. I watched it disappear, vanish from my fingertips. I smiled, and I went to catch another one. And that's how it ends. That's the ending of the book. I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) (sighs) There was a question where it was like, what did you think of the ending? What do you think it meant? Since it was so ambiguous. Which which one was that? Uh, Number nine. Oh, I said, I think Theo goes to jail or possibly a psych place as well. Somehow he goes down. (laughs) (laughs) Also, number eight. Yeah, he definitely gets arrested. Also, number eight was, we never enter Kathy's mind in the book. Do you have any sympathy for her? I said, nope, none. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I I was like. Nope, none. Yeah, I don't really like her at all. I don't have any sympathy for her. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I, I did put somewhat because she was cheating, but at the end she's mourning a person she can't express to anyone that she even knew. So that's why she's all weird at the end because she's just zoned out and not even like yeah. there really. And Theo was like, kind of funny how I did all of this to try to save her, but in the end I didn't even have her anyway. Because mm-hmm. her mind is just gone. Yeah. The story begins with Alicia murdering her husband. Why do you think the author made this admission the very start? I thought that he wanted us to think the only option was that she killed her husband for no reason. Just that she went mm. kind of off the rails. I think it wanted us to not suspect anything else could be afoot. Yeah, I put... Anything <laughs> afoot. I put revealing the murder is usually built up throughout a book. A story is usually trying to figure out who done it. But immediately saying that it was Alicia makes the reader wonder what the mystery is and makes them question if Alicia really is the killer. But I really like the question of number four, the Theo's motive to work with Alicia are complicated. Do you think he wanted to help her? I said I think deep down he did, but he also wanted to help himself. I put I think he really thought he wanted to help her, but it's selfish. Yeah. Because he said, once we find out that it was him, he talked about how he really didn't want to help her. Uh, when he found out that she wasn't speaking anymore to try to like yeah. I forgot exactly what he said but ultimately it was like so he could have closure yeah exactly because you know yeah he didn't think she would kill him but she did and the this all started because of him yeah all in all this was a fantastic read for that ambiguous ending I put the snowflakes could have been the people he tried to help as himself oh yeah the people he was trying to save but Definitely arrested. Oh, we definitely going down. Oh, for sure. But yeah, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this book. I would highly recommend it to anyone that likes the suspense, mystery, keep you on your toes. If you're into Hitchcockian novels, this one is a real good one. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It was fantastic. So, happy spooky season. I I do want to give... (laughs) So, just a couple shout-outs. Shout-outs. So, first is, this isn't really a shout-out, but we do have a listener in another... Snaps for the Belgians. (laughs) 
Yes. So we figured out that we have someone in Belgium that's a li- couple people that's, in Belgium that's listening. Brussels. We, it says really, Brussels. I don't know if they can really pinpoint I don't exactly. Know. But if you are listening and you're listening from like another country, yeah, that's wild. Hi, hi, hi. We should have looked up how how do you say hi in Belgium? I don't know. We need to learn how to speak Belgian. But I, if if you hopefully are listening to this episode, <laughs> you you have been following us. We really want you to reach out to us because I think that would be yeah. amazing. Um, we have no idea who they are. No, we can't see anyone's <laughs> names or anything like that. But I, I'm hoping that they found us on our Instagram, I Baby Gus Facts Podcast. So, but if not, please reach out to us on our Instagram. Yeah, we would so love, cool. We would love to know who you are. And just, yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Also, shout out to my dad. Snaps for Faja. Yes, my dad. Billy. My dad, Billy. <laughs> uh, he bought us a ton of equipment that we are so excited to learn how to, how to use. use. It's going to take a little bit and of learning curve, it's, but it's going to be. Amazing, be like it's, professionals. Yeah, we we have a second microphone. We've got a soundboard now. It's, yeah, it's gonna be intense. So shout out to my dad. Yeah, get ready He's for amazing. some really bad sound effects. And I was working through how to make them good sound effects. Yeah. So it's gonna be a lot of <laughs> figuring that out. But yes, Belgium and my dad. Two shout outs this week. The two bees. Yes, Billy Belgium. Okay. <laughs> Should we give them this? The sneak peek of oh next week, yes yes be... this is oh, the end of October mm-hmm. happy Halloween yes uh, and next Sunday we're finally gonna be talking about Nicholas Sparks the long-awaited episode <laughs> yeah uh, safe haven safe haven that's gonna be the first Sunday of November first Sunday and then week two of November is Ashley's birthday pick twenty sixth. I told I'm Taylor old. 26, and he was like, more like 20 shit. And I was like, all right. <laughs> oh, Taylor. Gotta love him. Yes. So we have November's schedule. We'll have it up by yes, the time should, this yeah, is out. Yeah. When this is up, go to our Instagram. We'll have mm-hmm. our schedule. There are four Sundays in November, so yes. we have four picks. Yes. Check them out. Because I don't 100% know everything that's on it. I don't remember. I remember my birthday pick, and mm. I remember the other romance one. I do not. I, no. I do not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, she'll be just as surprised as all of you. Uh, yeah. I think that's yeah. everything. Yeah, so happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy October. And, um, yeah. We're still going to read spooky reads. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry about it. We've got some murder mysteries coming in October or November, so every season that. spooky season if you make it. It's very true. It's very <laughs> true. Well, thanks guys for listening in and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.